Hey there, welcome to Heart Rate, the podcast where we talk to everyday runners, hear their stories, and learn what moves them. I'm Coach Nick. And I'm Coach Andy. Thanks for stopping by. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of Heart Rate. Uh, we're in a little bit of a hiatus with our season one that features all female runners. Um, so in the meantime, please enjoy this awesome episode with Coach Ben Delaney, uh, absolutely phenomenal coach, great guy. Um, this uh, was recorded uh, way back when, uh, in around Easter, um, and uh, I'm so sad that you know it's taken so long for everyone to hear this episode. It's probably one of the more coherent episodes, uh, and that's totally on me, uh, but he is fantastic. It's a great conversation. I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I enjoyed doing it. Thanks so much for stopping by. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Heart Rate, uh, the podcast that features everyday runners uh, where they share their stories with us. We have uh, a guest with us today. I don't want to call him special because that doesn't, that, that, that doesn't quite do him justice. Uh, but we are very fortunate to have uh, Coach Ben Delaney with us today. Um, he, I, I think I caught him in an off moment, and he agreed to do this. <laughs> it was a moment of weakness, Nick. It happens every now and then. It, it does. It does. Thank God. Um, but welcome, Ben. Thanks for uh, being on. Oh, thank you, and you're welcome. Looking forward to it. Awesome. So we're going to start really simple here. Um <laughs> Which is, I know how you like it, nice and easy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. So go not slow. Go out slow. <laughs> go out slow. Ease into it. Ease into it. Go by feel. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> All right. So uh, you know, just just tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? What do you do? Um, in terms of, of running, do you prefer sort of the the, the trails? Do you, prefer, do you prefer the road? Do you, do you like both? Yeah, I mean, I don't, uh, you know, I'm originally from the California area, California area, I moved to New York uh, almost seven years ago. Um, in terms of preference of run, I mean, I for, uh, for work, I work from home currently as a web design and a host company, but I'm looking for something else currently, but that's other things. Um, in terms of like running, I, I guess I do the majority of my running on the road, even though I've really begun to <clears throat> enjoy the softer surface where I'm running. Not much of a trail runner, haven't done a whole lot, but um, anywhere in the five boroughs that I can find trail or soft surface, the bridle path, Van Cortland Park, grass running, I find myself gravitating more towards that as of late just because of the softer surface because as I put more miles on every day or every year, I just want to make sure I'm taking care of my body as best I can to um, be able to run for as long as I can and in a comfortable and you know, enjoyable way. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the, we're, we're, we're fortunate that, that here, you know, we, we have some very nice parks that have some very nicely groomed sort of trailish type areas where if you want to break from circling such a park or prospect park or, uh, Absolutely. you know, like you, you have some options to, to turn off and, and find some very pretty areas that are easier on the feet. Yeah. Always nice. And, and easier on the mind. I mean, I, yeah. I like to go over. I mean, I live way uptown in Manhattan, so I'm able to go to Van Cortland Park where it's right. going to be very quiet. I mean, I've not run too much of the trails in Van Cortland. There's what does the Putnam Trail, I think, that goes yeah. like, I've not done that before, but I've heard it's beautiful to run it, on. It can be very quiet. It, it, it is. Uh, a few years ago, um, actually, my, my co-founder, uh, Coach Andy, when he lived here, we were training for 
our first Ultra Ragnar, and we uh, did a run out of Van Cortland, and purely by accident, because neither one of us is good with direction, we happened to get on that trail, and uh, all of a sudden, at some point, we were like, wait, we're, according to that sign, we're now somewhere upstate, um, <laughs> and we were like, oh, right, well, let's just continue on here for a while, and, and see, see what happens. 40 miles later, you're in Brewster. <laughs> well, I think I think we, uh, we we got through like thirteen or fourteen miles, and we were like, "Oh, okay, okay. we should probably turn around now." <laughs> right now, we're going to head north back to one twenty fifth. Whatever comes comes easiest, right? <laughs> um, so, how did you start running? Like, were you always an active person, or you know, or was there something that sort of triggered you to maybe begin to want to run? Um, I grew up playing team sports, soccer, ice hockey, roller, uh, roller uh, hockey. So I was always active. Um, a friend of mine, when he turned 30, um, his wife bought him an iPod classic, the old school with the dial on it. And oh, right, he, was, yeah. he was, he was a big guy. He was 260 plus pounds, big guy, 30 high cholesterol, um, pretty much a heart attack on two feet. And he began to run, and you know, he, I had been friends with him to that point for probably ten or twelve years, and he started to run. And um, I was still doing team sports, but I kept, you know, we were friends. We always talked. He kind of got me into running. Um, and then after my son was born, the idea of doing an eleven thirty ice hockey game on a Sunday night was beginning to slowly lose <laughs> luster. I was like, wow, I got to be up at like you know six for work the next day, and I've got this you know young child who wants to play with dad. So I'm like, I got to find something else to do. So let me let me go buy a pair of running shoes. I mean, this can't be all that tough to do, and it's got to be cheaper than ice hockey. Well, not only was it not easier, but it became not as cheap as ice hockey. I thought it'd be less expensive, but yeah, that's yeah, a common mistake. Right, <laughs> running shoes are only a hundred dollars. Come on, and you go through like five, six pairs of running shoes, and <laughs> running shorts, and shirts, and body gels, and glides. Like, oh my, what am I going here? I mean, it's it, dying. It, it here. doesn't end. It doesn't end. It really doesn't. I thought like hockey sticks and getting your skates and new gloves and elbow pads was expensive, but yeah. And then like in uh, 2007, I kind of put my ice hockey skates away and I said, you know, let me just focus on running. Let me just do this. And a buddy of mine who I mentioned earlier, he kind of was my initial inspiration as well as my in a lot of ways a coach he was telling me kind of what to do right. and um it went from there and i did a half marathon within well, about six months or so and did a couple more half marathons after that and then did my first marathon in 2008 wow and been going ever since what what was your uh, first race my first race or my first uh marathon my first race race was a half i think well, let me see here. I think it was the Irvine Half Marathon, and, and it was a really clunky little course. <laughs> uh, looking back on it, it was all bad. I mean, I remember I thought I was ready. I, I, I can do this. And I got through eight or, t- eight or nine miles, and this, the wheels felt – I got tired. I, the wheels felt like I started walking. So, but, in, but I wasn't discouraged by that. I was, okay, let me – what went wrong was right. the problem. was the question I had. What didn't work right? What do I have to do to continue this? And then my next, my next half marathon would have been in Carlsbad, uh, California, just south of that, um, about eight weeks after that. Mm-hmm. And I had a fantastic day. So things were moving in the right direction at that point, which was good to see. But yeah, it just became trying to figure out, as, as you probably know, as you've changed your running styles and running distances, it's always figuring out the pieces for that distance that you're going for. Right, right, right. So, so you 
you you jump right two distance almost out of the gate yeah i don't remember there being a 5k before that there were there was a 5k in our area but i don't think i did it until 2008 i have to i think i saw the race shirt it may have been in 07 but it was early because okay. it was like it's one of those things where it's like i like you know you step into a 5k and you see all these jackrabbits you're like i'm not six foot three and 105 pounds <laughs> you know i'm not this, <laughs> i'm like this quick guy so i'm like well, yeah, I'm not going to be able to blaze out, you know, so I was like, maybe distance is going to be better because you can just kind of, you know, I don't think plot along, but you can go at a, at a quicker, a quick pace, mm-hmm. but not like, you know, you're not breaking any speed records, but you feel like you're still accomplishing big. And, and I actually, I really, I still do. The half marathon is still my favorite distance to run today. I love that. I don't know what it is about that distance. It just fits with training and racing. It all works for me. That's so logical. Like, well, you know, and, and like it's not a criticism, of course. Like I, I, I just remember training for for my first race, which was a five k, and having many doubts that I, I could even run the three point one miles. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I wasn't concerned with the people around me who, who were you know casually like, oh, I'm, I'm going to run sixes, I'm going to run sevens. I was like, I'm just gonna run. <laughs> And whatever that is, is what it is. Um, and it, it it was part of a a, a race series that had, had a 5K and a 15K. And I had a bunch of friends running the 15K. And I was like, how how are you going to run that? I was like, I, I don't understand mm-hmm. how you're going to go beyond three. Because three is a struggle for me. Um, right. But, I mean, you had a very logical, smart approach. Of like, okay, I'm just going to go long and go slower and not worry about necessarily, you know, being, being super speedy. Yeah. I think because the guy that I, because my buddy of mine, that's what he was. I mean, he was a big guy. He's actually very fast I and mean, he's run sub three hour marathon. So he's not like he's a slow guy, but, um, he's, um, but his, his goal from the beginning was a marathon. That was okay. his goal. And so that, I think that kind of helped plant that. And he was, he kind of had pushed and encouraged me to go that distance as well. Cause his whole goal, cause when he started, he's like, look, if I'm going to run, you know, he, I'm six foot two, 260, and he's losing weight, trying to get himself in, in better shape. You know, Boston was the carrot for him. It was like, that's right. why I want to be big. That's what his goal was. And so I think I kind of spurred the group of us that kind of were following him. But I remember along the way running short, doing five Ks and, having success i think it be, because when you play sports the majority of your life you have a fitness base that's there that's mm-hmm. different it's like you know when you do soccer it's short it's short quick spurts of running but it's constant right. running for an hour so the idea of um, you know, doing a 5k didn't like it wasn't like ah oh, I, I can do this that's fine yeah. am i gonna break world speed records no but i was confident i could do that and so that was never um i was i wasn't like you know I just logically had said, okay, what's going to work for me? I said, well, half marathon sounds fun. It's 13 miles. A lot of, I can run during the week. It keeps me active. And that's just kind of the direction that I went. And it wasn't like a grand plan or a scheme. It just seemed to make sense to what I like to do. And along the way, I've been able to find some success in it and then turn that success into helping other people out, which has been ideal. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. Uh, so you, you you already mentioned sort of what your favorite distance is, which is the half marathon, mm-hmm. um, I, I, which is, I feel like that's that's a common distance for a lot of people. A lot, a lot of people love the half marathon distance. Um, you talked about 
the the, the training schedule and also obviously you're someone who's also run run marathons um i guess what about the half marathon really draws you to like to, to just to loving that distance um it's two things it's the training that goes into it and then the race itself mm-hmm. um because anybody who's when you when you're going for a goal as a runner at least in my case the people that I, I talk with is that you you probably have a time goal you right. want to accomplish something when you're out there and to achieve that goal you you have to put in or you you possibly have a training plan that you're working with mm-hmm. and so that training plan is going to be the the you know the stepping stones to your success hopefully on race day as you go through that and with a half marathon it doesn't require you to be on on your feet or running a ton you can do anywhere from three to five days a week anywhere from as low as you know 15 or 18 miles a week to as high as you know 40 or 50 but it's a much a much broader range depending on what time you have and how much you know, what your ultimate goals are. So the half marathon gives you the best of both worlds. It gives you a good training schedule, but mm-hmm. not so much of like, as, as you know, when you do ultras or half fulls, your one of your weekend days is shot, if yeah. not both. Yeah. Because you're going to be out there for, you know, anywhere from two to three and a half hours on any given day to a, a marathon training, plus all the weekday work. So right. the half marathon was a good balance of training. I didn't mm-hmm. have to be out there forever. And then the race itself, again, is not, or again, you're not out there forever you're maybe anywhere from an hour and a half to two hours and 15 to two and a half hours so it's not like you're out there forever right, right it doesn't right. sound like it's that far like if i can do 10 miles in my training with only another 5k to make 13 for the race mm-hmm. i can do this as opposed to i've done 18 or 20 mm-hmm. and i got to do 10k i think mentally it's tough to get over that hurdle right so the half really kind of falls into that that sweet spot for a lot of people because you feel like you're achieving double digit miles and you know, I'm a high ledge, which everyone likes to hit two. Like I ran 10 miles, say, Holy crap, 10 miles. I never thought I'd do that. Yeah. You know, or I just, I just, and then how many, and then, wow, I just did that in, you know, two hours. And so I was running this far. Oh my gosh, I never thought that. So it kind of gives a lot of it fuels the fire. We're like at five and 10 Ks, they're short, they're sweet, they're quick. And sometimes it's like, well, maybe I didn't, you know, five K. Okay. I can just run twice a week and do this. I, whatever. A 10 K can just be straight painful. I mean, I just got yeah. done doing one of those. It's like, that's just like crushing your own soul because you got, <laughs> it's, it's only six miles. What's the day? It's like, no, you're going to die. That's and a wish painful six miles. It really is. I mean, I just got done doing that over the winter. I totally switched up my training philosophy and tried something totally new. And it was probably one of the hardest things I had ever done. I mean, I've done, Lots of marathon training, just did a bunch of the last two years, prepping for a lot of good stuff. And that 10K training was quite possibly some of the most difficult training I have done. It was hard, really yeah. hard. Yeah, 10, 10 Ks when, like in terms of, I think to me, for, for, the, for the shorter distance stuff, the 10K is a really challenging distance if you mm. choose to, to, to make it a goal race. Um you know, I, I, I think I last PR'd in the, the 10K in like 2015, and I, I come off of 2014 of running multiple marathons. I was in fantastic shape, um, but I had done a ton of speed work and like a, just a, I, I think I think I think I've blocked out a lot of the, the training because it was <laughs> it was so intense. Um, but I, I it was the, the Scotland 10K, which was one of my favorite courses because it, it it was it's the opposite loop of what we do normally. Loved that course in, in the park, yeah. Loved that course. Um, and I ran like a thirty-eight something, um, 
that's phenomenal on that track. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I, I, I haven't touched that since. I'm usually around like 40, 41 like these days. Um, but that was a painful, painful race. And I finished last, it. Yeah, when you hit mile five, that last mile and a quarter is like you see the darkest depths of your soul. You're like, wow, how am I going to be able to pull this time out? Because it just hurts yeah. so bad. Yeah, I mean, I looked for the darkest piece of my soul, and all I saw was a <laughs> blank spot. And I was like, well, that's probably a problem. Um, <laughs> and then just, just kept going. You do. It's just like, wow, yeah, because I mean, I just got done doing mine, and it was like, I remember I hit – there was a water table like at about 1200 meters to go. And I was like, that was my focus was to get to that water table just to get a splash of water and then just try to hold on. Cause it's just like, I just could not believe how it seems so far away, Yeah, but it's less than a mile, but it just hurt so bad. Yeah. It's, it's, it's such a weird sort of like mental um, kind of fuck you because yeah. you know, running normally you know it's six miles which is not long for a lot of us when you've done halves and marathons and you train for all that like a six mile day is an easy day Um, right but when you're running that hard and putting out that much effort one mile shouldn't be that bad you know we've all done mile repeat workouts like okay i i know how this feels but after right. five sort of continuous no break in, in in between miles, that last mile is is like is paved to hell, and you want to die. And then you, you cross, and, and you're like, "I'm the greatest person alive. No one is better than me. Everyone else around me, nope. <laughs> you are not worthy." Yeah, because <laughs> it's like I mean, it's like you know, I've heard it. Ref- I've heard it. Re- referred to as PT, the puke threshold, yeah. where you're like, you're literally holding everything back to like not lose your lunch. You know, I've heard the pain cave, you know, how, oh, yeah. you know, how deep can you get into it, but also how long can you stay in it yeah. before the wheels really fall apart? And, you know, I think people who have done, you know, I've, I felt it a little bit in some half marathons, um, definitely felt it in some marathons, but never like I did in the 10 K. And I think it also shows the the level of um like I was talking to one of our another coach that we know and and he's and he made a comment that I thought was very um very accurate he's like you know the how deep you get into that area of discomfort and how long you can put yourself and hold yourself there is really an indicator of how well you trained and how because then you're because you're really tapping into all of that little res- the last bit of resources you have in your training to pull out that that time or that energy to get what you're going for, whether it's a distance or a time or a combination. But it's it is putting yourself there yeah. and getting outside that comfort zone and holding that for how long and know it's gonna just hurt, it's gonna suck, but trying to make it as comfortable as you can and know it's going to end hopefully soon. Right, right. And then you're done. Yeah, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, and not and have the EMT unit with the AD pack ready to like recharge. <laughs> right, right, right. That's what the, that's what that's what you don't want at the end. You just want to bagel in some water and exactly, and be, and be able to like walk away. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, so when I cycle back to the the, the half marathon stuff just uh, quickly, um, for someone who someone who is new to running half marathons, what is 
something or a couple of things that you think they should know about running that distance? Um, in terms of the distance itself, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's 13 miles. So you, you need to respect that. You can't just show up and think you're going to be able just to roll out and to do it. So you need to make sure that you respect, um, what you're getting yourself, yourself into, um, in terms of your training, I think your tempo runs are probably your bread and butter because mm-hmm. it's going to give you a good taste of your um, projected or desired race pace because obviously the tempo run, your first part of that run is going to be at your half marathon goal race pace potentially. So I really feel that your tempo runs are kind of like a real backbone to a good half training plan. Um, and it really leads itself into a, a strong race because you've done miles at pace, which I think is a real, regardless of what distance you're running, I think always testing your body at, at pace is a great way to get that mental picture and that, that physical feel of, Oh, this is what my race is going to feel like. Right. Um, so I think your tempo runs and training are, are just really cr- are critical. I mean, the speed work in terms of like your 400 to 800 one k's one mile repeats are always going to be important to build um you know the o2 max and your anaerobic side but working that threshold and that tempo i think for a marathon is for half marathon is at least from where i come from the people i work with i think it is so so important to do that run because then when you get there on race day you know what it feels like and now it's just you know trusting your process and your plan that you put in place to achieve yourself and get that goal on race day. I, I, I think that's that's dead on. Um, I'm I'm a, a coach who who often emphasizes running by feel, um, and especially for the the tempo runs. Um, and also, I I, I think I, I think that the easy run and the tempo run are two of the most important runs that yeah. that there are. A lot of people run much harder in their easy run than they should which i get like like it, it's, it's meant to be at an easy effort you know or, or, or pace and so like well i feel good so i i can run a little bit faster and it, which you know it i've i've made that mistake numerous times myself but um it's counterintuitive it, to do that and kind of productive you don't right, want to do that right and you don't re- realize that until later on or sadly on on race day you're like oh <laughs> You know, I, right? This, this, that, that. What, what I thought was easy is only easy for like five or six miles. Once right. I'm once I'm at mile eight and mile nine, is not so easy. Uh, and so, really, getting your body used to knowing what easy feels like, yeah, means that on race day when you are starting, you're like, okay, let's start out easy. And then begin to build because you know at the start you have the crowds you, you have all, all the people who are weaving and you're like yeah. stay stay calm let them pass you let them stay pass calm. you because in five or six miles when they're burnt out and dying yeah. that's when you are now feeling good you mm-hmm. you you have either built into or are at your, your race pace already absolutely and then you now you're you're passing them you're passing them and that's when you want to pass them um you know, ignore their smirch when they're like, aha, I passed you in mile two. And you're like, great, I'm going to pass <laughs> you in mile 10. I hit mile eight when you're dying on the vine and I'm rolling past you. Right. Um, that was one of the first things I had done when I first started running was I ran by heart rate. I did, I never ran by pace when I first started to run. It was all done with heart rate. Um, so I learned real early how to run by an effort. 
not by a pace. So it was like if one day one pace was going to be at 140 or 150 or one or one uh, 50 beats, beats, that was great. The next day it could be the same, but I could be faster or slower. But it right. was all about running by the effort as opposed to running by a pace. And that was a very early um, something I learned very early, early, early on. And I don't. A buddy of mine had done it, and I talked to him extensively about it. And to me, it just made more sense to be like, okay, because some days you're going to wake up and you're just not going to feel good, right? Or it's and, it's and, super hot outside, or it's super cold, or if it's absolutely. humid, um, and like th- those are factors Everything. outside of your control. Absolutely. And so understanding like what that feels like, okay, so today I have a tempo run, but it is you know. 75 degrees and already 85%, you know, or 85% humidity. I'm like, there's no way I could ever, or not ever, but not at an effort level that's going to be, you know, that's not going to crush me to do what I'm supposed to do today. So let right. me just stay where I'm supposed to be at, you know, a six and a half or a seven out of mm-hmm. 10 and then work into that and no, no, no go above a seven and a half. Now the pace is going to be lower right. than what you look at. Right. However, but you're still getting the, the aerobic workout that you're desired. Exactly. And, 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 and you're also getting, used to okay this is how this this effort feels and on this day in these conditions that means my pace is here and that that, that's okay because then when you feel that same way on a better day now your your pace is 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 up here and like that means that on race day depending on what the weather is you're gonna have a much better sense of like okay today is somewhere between the the really hot day and the really good day so I'm probably going to be somewhere in this range. Yeah. And then you can run a smart race and, and, and plan for, okay, I'm going to start out around here and I'm going to build to this. And if I can push that to the next level, great. And if I, I can't because the weather just isn't, isn't mine today, that's also okay because I'm, I'm doing the best that, that my body can do for right now. Yeah, because like I mean, I think, I think today is a great example. Today it, it, it rained this morning, right. and I was out there for a four mile run, and it was like it was one of those days where you know, it can kind of go either direction. It's like if you do well in those kind of conditions, you could possibly have a pretty good day. Yeah. Because okay, it's rain. It's not going to be ideal. It's a little bit of wind coming through, but it wasn't really bad. But you know, wind always or rain's always going to be an X factor. But if you had trained in that before and kind of knew what to expect, right. In terms of like your effort was going to feel and how this may affect you, then you have a better sense of what your what your you know how you can reassess, assess, or prepare yourself for when you show up. Because like you said, you just don't know what's going to happen when you get there. So exactly. when you're in your training, just trying to put yourself in every possible situation or scenario is always going to benefit you. I mean, it's not fun to have to wake up and go, oh, I got to go do 400 repeats out in the rain today. This is not going to be fun. <laughs> right. But guess what? You did it. Now you know what to expect. And you readjust your workouts. You readjust what you have to do. Yeah, if it's an easy run, or maybe you switch up and go, okay, today I'm going to I'm going to go easy instead because I'm not going to be able to do what I want. So I'll move my schedule around. I'll go easy today. Right. I'll do three or four really easy. And if, if it's going to be, you know, two minutes over what I had projected, well, do, right. so what? It's, exactly. Just, it's it's okay. Get the run in. Get done. Check the box. Take the workout you have. I'm I'm a big proponent of looking what's in front of me. Take the workout that I have. Do it. Do it the way I'm, I, I, I can, I'm supposed to, and I'm looking to do it, wherever the conditions may be, complete that workout and then look at it, okay, based off the factors I had, how did it feel, what went right, what went wrong, good, good, packed it up, move to the, move to the next one. Right, right, right. That's it's all you can do, and then you're building the, the stepping stones all along the way. I mean, exactly. And like training plans and training in general, that is your time to experiment and fail. 
um, and like and I, I I use fail as as a good thing like you learn you know you 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 learn from the runs where you're like oh I I really went out way too hard for those four hundreds um, <clears throat> or um, you know I I learned that I I can run much faster than this when it's eighty degrees at six a.m. Um, and and like those are all valuable things to learn mm-hmm. so that you know that later on like okay if the race is like this i know i've really got to pull it back or i'm gonna suffer well you always sort of suffer in a race but like you know you'll you'll not be able to finish and like that's a different kind of suffering yeah i mean sometimes being slapped you know being slapped down by a race can be a humbling experience it's tough sometimes especially when you you know you know again in, in my case and I, i'm sure in your, your case when you're when running is a part of your lifestyle, it's who you, what you do and who you are. It's just part of what you do that, you know, you're going to have good days, bad days, good races and bad races. Right. I think for some newer runners, when they come in, especially when you first come into it, you may run a race and you, you get, you know, you kind of get your ass handed to you. And that can be a real, that could be a reason not to come back out again. True. Um, and I, th- I think, I think for the a newer runner out there, it's like, Hey, you, you're, you're, you're achieving goals. Even if you're not meeting the standard in your mind or the, your desire to get there, you're saying, okay, what, and that's why I would say, look at what went right, what you can improve on and where you can take that. You know, that's where I look at more like, it's not, like you said, it's not a look at failure in a positive way. So what did, what can you learn? What, what happened? Was it fueling the day before? Mm-hmm. Was it sleep? Did life get in the way? Did you have a bad breakup? I mean, what, what, what happened that right. maybe led to all those things? Cause there's things, I mean, we're not, we're not paid to do this. We're, I mean, we're not elite athletes. We are, we're human. We get out there. So, okay, look at the hole. Maybe it wasn't my day. Right. Which, and which that happens, happens too. I mean, I've, I've walked to a marathon start line thinking, oh, I feel great. I've gotten to mile 12 and been like, these next 14 miles are going to absolutely suck. Yeah. But what can you learn from the first 12 and the last 14 that could make me, so the next time I get to that start line, I'm a little bit better prepared or I've learned something more to get myself further and further along. Yeah, I mean, exactly. And actually what is nice about um, the the GT community is that you, apart from the coaches, we have a lot of other runners who are often in the same boat with mm-hmm. each other. And so when things don't go right, they have now this whole group of supporters to be like, hey, it's it's okay. You know, today wasn't, wasn't your day. It also wasn't my day. And having someone to sort of commiserate with and be like, you know, that, that, that course was hard. It was really hot today and I, I, I just couldn't do it. Um, and having that reminder of like, yeah, you, you couldn't do it, but you're not alone in that because there are, here are 10 and others of us who also just couldn't do it, but we still finished. And that in itself is always an achievement. Yeah. Yeah. If you just, I mean, there is a, I think as someone put it a while ago, you know, there's like, there's the three stepping stones that you go through. There's, there's the tra- getting through your training, getting to the start line and then getting to the, getting to your, the, the finish line. Right. Those are the three things. I mean, cause yeah, cause, cause even sometimes in training, things don't go well and you don't even sure. get out of training. You get hurt, you get sick, you, yeah. know, you, 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 things happen, you know, whatever, you know, life falls away, you lose your job and you just can't, mentally you're fried, you can't do it. So just getting through your training, that's one. And then getting to the start line in a, in a, hopefully in a healthy, good position, that's two. And then can you get yourself across the finish line? That's, as you said, if you can do those things, then hey, that's the success. Now, everything in between there, 
you control in some way, shape, or form the, what happens. Right. Getting through your training, getting the start, getting the so, so that's where you step back and go, okay, if things did not go well today, okay, where, where do you start to look at those things? And that's where you either, if you have a community of runners that you can lean on, if you have a coach that you can talk to, uh, or do you search out your information in another form or online, if you have trusted sources to do that, that are quality and good that someone told you to go look at, that's where you begin to look at the factors to hopefully continue your growth um, as as a runner. Right. Absolutely. Um, all right. We're going to switch gears a little tiny bit here. Um, now, for, for you personally, what is one of the best runs you've ever been on? The best runs I've ever been on, I think the regardless of where or when, it's typically when I can run – and just feel, just it feels natural. Just it's mm-hmm. just there. I mean, I've I was very fortunate enough to fall into the GT uh, community, you know, five uh, years ago. The last three have just been an amazing arc to meet friends and runners, and we have done some incredibly fun runs that were not training, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> that were not races. You know, I live uptown in Manhattan, and I go to New Jersey and run the. I run over on the. Uh, uh, palisade quite a bit mm-hmm. and we've had some great runs where it's been like pouring rain and we've been out there for 15 or 16 miles but it was great why was it great because we were just free to run um yeah i think that's i mean and that's that's hard for some people to get into like that mindset um when i was doing some training two years ago for the new york full in 2017 um i was coming through the spring months and a bunch of us were together all the time. We used to always create de- a destination for our mm-hmm. run on Sundays. So we were doing, didn't matter how long we were going, if it was eight to 15 or whatever miles we were going, it wasn't where we started or when we started, it was where we were going to end that run. Because what were we gonna eat? <laughs> and what were we gonna do Super when we were important. done? And that was, and that really, and that became so much fun because, and then we, we would map around, okay, so we're ending here and we got to do 10 miles. Well, where do you want to start? And we would map out 10 miles back and that's what we did. And, and that's, and then I've mapped out crazy runs over, over like a bridge here and a bridge there or five bridges in one run to end up at a brewery. But that's, that's what makes, you know, to me and uh, that's what makes a run fun is really plotting the course but you know just getting to where you're going to be and when you're done it's something that you're going to enjoy yeah i mean you, you, you're right like um i think some some of my own favorite runs are are runs that are not necessarily training runs but they're they're just destination runs where i'm like okay mm-hmm. you know we're, we're going to run to uh supermoon bakehouse because they have you know amazing croissants <laughs> and and, and <laughs> treats and you're like great is that because then you know you don't think about pace, you don't think about effort, and if you're with friends, you're just catching up and talking and just having a good time, you know? Because running, I guess you know, a lot of us do races and a lot of us train often for things, but running is also supposed to be just a fun thing to do. Um, not everyone has to be at pace or at effort or you know training for this marathon or this ultra or this distance or whatever they, they can and should be just, just fun things to do and a fun activity to do with your friends. The one thing that I did, I remember it was probably 20, 2010 
I found myself kind of in a rut with my running. Mm-hmm. I was really kind of tired. I was like, what was going on here? And I, I used to run with the, the Garmin and the heart rate monitor and the iPod with the music and my playlists. And, and one day I just took it all off. Yeah. I literally said, I said, I'm done with it. I said, if I can't just run because I enjoy it, then maybe I'm not supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. So let me just take all of this stuff off. Okay. And I'm going to look at the clock at my house when I leave. And I'm going to run a route that I know. So I know exactly how far I'm going to run. I'm just going to run. I don't care how fast or how slow I'm going to run. And I come back and I'm look at the clock and that's how long I ran for. And I know if it was a four mile run and I was gone for 35 minutes, I did an 845 pace. Mm-hmm. Great. Done. And that's all I cared about. That's really what it came down to for me was that was all I was worried about. And that really changed my, that really changed my mindset to how I ran. It was mm-hmm. really just about focusing on the moment and what it was there. And then, um, you know, if I was running with a friend who had, who had a watch and had time, then I would be able to get times better and distance better, but it didn't, it became less and less of a, a must for me to know how fast I was running. I knew if I did certain things in training, I would be able to achieve my goals. And if I did group training, all my times and tempos or would be kept and I would get those times in. I knew if I got to race, I would be, I would be good, but it also made my easy run. My easy run days were going to be just that because I hadn't, I could just run totally by feel. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and that's it, that that is a smart approach. You know, um, a lot, I listen to music or podcasts sometimes mm. when I run, um, but I'm I'm lucky in that uh, in general the beat doesn't control me, uh, and okay. I I can listen and just sort of have it in in the back of my head, um, but still just sort of it's also low enough where I can hear everything around me, and I can just sort of take in the views, the people, and just and just settle in and like, it's sort of nice that way. Um, I, I, I listen more often to do podcasts now, actually they're mm-hmm. not my own. Um, just because I like hearing conversations and you know, if, if I don't, if I can't run with, with a friend and, and have a conversation, I enjoy listening to someone else have one and like la- laugh it up and make jokes. And cause then, it, it, you know, it feels like I'm, I'm just sort of like sitting in the, the room with them <laughs> listening in which sounds right. a little creepy you know not intended that way but you know it's it's nice to be like, okay i'm i'm in in this room of people who i sort of loosely know because i've seen them on shows or whatever and it's fun just to to hear them talk um right. and then i can have that conversation in the back of my head and, <laughs> and and also just just you know like observe what's around me and just enjoy it right yeah, yeah I, think it's, I think it's important just to find what works again it's everybody is you know i've come in contact with so many runners everybody has their own way and there is no one right wrong way to do anything it's yeah. going to be very much a personal choice and like you mentioned earlier work, working with people who are willing to listen and also who are willing to adapt and you know structure and sculpt things that are going to work for you is always the benefit and that's a that's a sign also of a an adaptable person who whether they're a coach or a runner or somewhere in both sides of the coin as long as you're willing to be flexible with that kind of stuff it's critical as because then you're able to understand that things you know that's when you can ride that wave a little bit easier in terms of the ups and downs right. when you're running right all right so let's go from 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 best run to worst run because <laughs> those those i feel like also always sort of stand out you never really forget them um also generally a good learning experience but you know i i definitely have plenty 
plenty where I've had some really shitty runs. So let's hear about one of yours, yeah. Ben. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so I mean, so my, my the toughest runs I've had are just you know runs that you think you're ready to do, and you go out there and you just, the wheels fall off. I had mentioned you know marathon when I got to mile twelve, and it was like, wow, this day is over. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a hard place to be. You know, you're like. <laughs> Like you have to really think like, what am I going to do? Yeah. What, what are my choices? Do I simply step off and DNF or do I push through and run, walk, mm-hmm. walk, 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 jog? What am I going to do to get myself home? Um, some of my toughest runs have been at the marathon distance. It's a distance that does not uh, suit me well. I've gotten better at it. It's still mm-hmm. not my favorite distance by far to run or race. Um, yeah, but I mean, 20... 2008 Long Beach uh, full was really rough. Uh, my first full marathon was rough. I made a rookie mistake, nothing new on uh, race day. I took an orange slice at mile 20, mile 18 at mile 21. I was throwing it up. <laughs> so that makes for a rough afternoon when you've got sure. another, uh, five miles in front of you and you've absolutely lost all your energy storage in your stomach and get back there on the, on the path and you're like, great, and it's warming up. Um, 2010, uh, Orange County, um, marathon, um, did not go very well. I ran out of gas, um, around 18 or 19. Um, so yeah, it was, it was just, you know, that distance has always been a struggle for me. That's always been like the, like the, the one I could never unlock for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, that was also part of trying to piece in the, the pieces to figure out what works for, for me. Did I need more miles per week? Do my longer runs need to be longer? Do I take my easier runs easier? What was yeah. the pieces I was missing? Do I need to do better nutritional stuff? So it was looking at a lot of different things because the half I figured out very quickly, very easily. The full was a whole other ball wax. Mm-hmm. Those are probably some of my toughest runs were some fulls and um, some of the training that goes along with that too because you're obviously out there for three hours a day on right. a weekend and it can be tough also. Um, so that sort of segues loosely, uh, into what do you find challenging about running and what do you get out of it? Some of the most challenging things are just really trying to figure out the pieces to, it's never easy, but to have the best success. Um, I mentioned the full last year when I did New York, I really broke down my training it really was on my own. I didn't do a whole lot of long runs outside of group training. When I was coaching the long runs on weekends, I did a secondary long run typically on my own the very mm-hmm. next day. It wasn't, it was usually about a, a half to two thirds of what we would do on Saturday. I would go back out on Sunday and do on my own again. So if we did 15 on Saturday, I'd go out and do about seven to 10 on my own mm-hmm. on Sunday. Um, I did some of the, some of those at pace miles. So I was again, learning the pace, um, tired legs. So you had fatigue trying to work on pace I also looked at my nutrition. Um, I'm a big beer drinker. I absolutely love good beer, and I really cut that way down, almost completely out of my diet for the majority of that training. Yeah. Um, I also did carb deplete for the first time ever, which was very challenging. Where the last week before your marathon for four days, you do you know 10% less carbs in your diet, mm-hmm. and then you reload for three days. Um, that was very. That was. Very tough, but all those little things I was just trying to figure out what was going to work for me on race day and those those things that I was able to put more puzzle pieces in place to have success in that distance, which was great. So it's always a process for me to figure those, those things out. 
And what do I get out of it? I get out of it this. I get out of it that what I put into it. It's mm-hmm. really what I find. Me, I find this satisfaction in pushing myself to find something different. I'm not afraid to, you know, to say, okay, let's try something new. That was that's exactly what the 10K was about. Right. It was like everybody, like you're training for ultras. You've got, you know, this person doing this marathon. They're doing that marathon. It's all this distance, distance, distance. And I was like. I, and then people are doing five Ks. I'm like, this okay. What's the, what's the difference? What? Let me learn something here in this. Mm-hmm. So what am I going to get out of changing my running routine? Where I'm still doing 35 or 40 miles a week, but my longest run is 10 miles. But during the week, I'm doing these insanely difficult speed workouts. What's what am I going to? What system am I going to work differently? What am I going to get out of this? Mm-hmm. That that's what I wanted to find out, and that's what the change was for. And now I hope when I go back to distance training again, I've built up new systems that I'll be able to tap into those when I get back into uh, fulls and halves again uh, later, the, 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 maybe later this year or next year. I'm not real sure. Okay. But that's what I want to get out of it was what else can I continue to grow as a runner? Mm-hmm. What am I looking for? That's great. Yeah. I think all, all that stuff makes, makes per- perfect sense. It, it ties into a lot of how I think about running, what I, I get out of it. Um, I mean, for me personally, uh, you know, running has affected a lot of areas of, of my life. Like, it's a big part of who I am now, and I mean, it's one of my jobs. So, <laughs> uh, yes. you know, there there is that. How 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 has running has impacted your relationship with other people? Oh, it's it's I get out, I get back more than I feel what I what I put into it. I mean, it's incredible. I mean, it's it's, it's so. It's amazing when you're able to put yourself in a situation with people that are of a shared mindset, that it's a, a positive place to be that I feel I just can't give enough for how much I'm getting back. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing of it. I'm just like, wow, like you walk in, like I walk into group training. It's like all these people decided to get up at 6.15 this morning yeah. and be here or or for doing long training runs on the weekend. Everybody was able to get to Bay Ridge at 7 a.m. on a Saturday <laughs> in, in the middle of August when it's going to be brutally hot. I'm like, why are you here? I mean, yeah. what, what is, what, what are you, are you as crazy as I am? And yes, and you're like, cool, we can hang out some more then. Right. But that's what, yeah, that's just, it's, it's, it's that, it's the like-mindedness because when you show up and I think it's, that's the beauty of, um, of that of that group concept is that you're when even if you're having a rough day when you show up and you see some smiling faces it doesn't take very long to turn that frown upside down and be like cool here we go right here exactly. we go it, it may take a mile or two to shake off the rust and get the gears going but you're going to get going at some point and you're going to laugh you're going to talk and when you're done you're going to get a cup of coffee and something to eat and it's then that's and then that just fuels into the rest of um, the rest of your day, which totally, is fun. Totally, um, So, not related to running necessarily, and this is my my, my final question: um, <laughs> Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, or the Hunger Games? Star Wars, for sure. <laughs> good, good option. I I I, I like that you went outside of the box. <laughs> um, of those. I would have to say, yeah, I'd have to go Harry Potter on those. Okay. I mean, I did. I mean, Lord of the Rings were good, but man, those movies were effing long. I just was, I just couldn't sit through them. I tried so hard to sit through them. Um, I hadn't read the books in years, but the cool thing I think think why, and uh, Hunger Games didn't really do a whole lot. My wife was, she really liked those. Mm 
but Harry Potter was good because, um, you know, my, 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 my wife has started to read them. I read the majority of the books. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when, when my son was, um, probably, probably about five or six, he, I, we, we would always read to him at night before he went to bed and mm-hmm. he got to the point where he, a lot of the books we had were getting kind of past his stuff. And I was like, well, he's about the right. I can start reading, you know, you know, start reading these books to him. And I would read the books to him at night before he went to bed and we would try to read a chapter every single night. And I would try to do the voices of all the characters. <laughs> and, he, and he loved that. And I remember we would laugh and he would try to do the voices. And so when he finally started seeing, started seeing the film, the movies, he was like, oh, you tried to do the voices. And so after a while I tried to, but trying to like read those books and remember all the voices you do, but yeah, it's probably why I would say I'd say that would be the best for me because it, it ties into so many other things in my memory for that. That's awesome. That's great. Um, well, that's all I have for you. Um, I mean, and, and we're 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 close to the time where you know you gotta go anyway. I've had a lot of fun chatting with you. Um, that's been great. I'm, I'm again. Thank you for for, for joining us, joining me. Um, you know, I. Again, I, I love hearing people's stories, and I you know I did not know a lot of this about you. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and it's not a bad thing. You know, like usually when I see you, you know, we're talking about today's run or like what's going on yeah. or some some event that like we're, we're both going to with with Coach Mel or something. Um, <laughs> you know, so it, it's it's always nice to sort of hear like the the other stuff. Um, you know, because coaching, we coach in two different groups. Like I don't have that time to like chat with you. Um, but I'm, I'm glad that we were able to do this. This is great. Thank you, Nick. It was great. I was, I was so happy to come to, uh, to, you know, be on the show and talk to everybody and just, yeah, just share information because that's what I've been getting out of everything I've done with running the last five or six years is getting information but giving it back, whether it be for anybody that I run with, I work with, or just talk to. Um, just to be able to share that information I think is, is vital and it's, 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 it's a gift that I would just continue to give back as much as I can. Well, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, have a great run with your wife. <laughs> um, Hopefully. I think the rain stopped. So. It, 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 it looks like it. Um, yeah, I, I will probably be getting out there myself soon enough. Um, uh, but yeah, have fun. Enjoy the rest of your, your Easter weekend. I will. And uh, I'll see you next week at uh, GT. Perfect, Nick. Thank you. All right, man. See you. Bye. Bye.